Come on, let's magnify the Lord this morning. If He's amazing in your life, why don't you go ahead and exalt Him today? We worship you, Lord. If He's been good to you, you ought to let a little praise out today. If He's kept you, you ought to magnify Him this morning. Hallelujah. 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 We are so honored this morning to have Brother and Sister Cupstead with us, ministering the Word of the Lord to us today. Of course, I know that Brother and Sister Anderson are so very happy to be able to have them up and spend it a few days, and Sister Cheryl and Brother Danny uh, are excited and thrilled to have them as neighbors for a few days, and uh, we're glad to have them here at CLC with us this morning. And I want them to come this morning and minister the word of the Lord to us, sing whatever they have. Uh, The pulpit is theirs. The platform is theirs. Are you ready to receive the word of the Lord today? Would you put your hands together and welcome evangelist Ronnie Cupstead as he comes to minister today. We love and appreciate them so very much. Praise the Lord, everybody. He is an amazing God. Just when you think you got him figured out, he way lose you with something else just to show you that he's in control. And I'm so thankful that he is in control. I'd like to turn your attention to the word of the Lord today. I give honor to the King of Kings who is in this place today. If you haven't felt him, you need to feel him. I give honor to your pastor, First Lady, and their family. They're a great, great couple. God's got his hand upon their life and their boys. In our travels, I can tell you there's not many like the Jordans. To see all of their boys in the ministry, you're tremendously blessed. Somebody would like to say, well, I thought I did it all right, too. It's but by the grace of God, Your children are saved. I have a heavy heart today, and I'm not here to make enemies. Uh, I'm here to preach what the Lord told me to, to tell you today. Is that all right? I told your pastor before church, I... Sometimes I wished I could pull number 10 and I could just make you shout. I could do that today. But the Lord just wants me to speak a word to you today. 1 Samuel chapter 10, beginning at verse 17. I give honor to Brother and Sister Lytle. God has extremely blessed them and uh, I was watching Cheryl 
I got old watching her. Because <clears throat> she was sitting on a, a little spin thing, sitting on it, spinning around, three years old. And she walked down the center aisle throwing petals of flowers in our wedding. So I'm her brother, not in-law, and not outlaw. But I do love them dearly. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 17. And Samuel called the people together unto the Lord to Mizpah. And said unto the children of Israel, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hands of all of the kingdoms of them that oppressed you. And you have this day rejected your God who himself saved you out of all of your adversities and tribulations and you have said unto him nay 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 just give me a king set a king before us and therefore present yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your thousands and when Samuel had caused all the tribes of Israel to come near the tribe of Benjamin was taken and when he had caused the tribe of Benjamin to come near by their families, the family of Marty was taken. And Saul, the son of Kish, was taken. And when they sought him, he could not be found. Therefore they inquired of the Lord further if the man should yet come hither. Now this is the Lord's stuff. Now I just want y'all to get what the Lord said. And the Lord answered, Behold, he hath hid himself among the stuff. I want to preach by the help of the Lord, hiding among the stuff. Wow. What the Lord spoke to my heart and what his plans is for this service today is there's going to be a recommitment. If y'all are wondering what God's going to do today. He is going to draw us to a place of recommitment. There are people whom that the word of the Lord will speak to today that has been hiding among the stuff. And the Lord wants to clarify some things. And he wants to reveal some important things to you that we so easily, so often 
get overtaken by. I don't want to be lost simply because of stuff. Can we pray together? Father, today in the lovely name that is above every name, your name, Jesus, I pray today, God, that you would allow the word of the Lord to speak to us. I'm asking you, Lord, that you would give us the compassion, give us, Lord, a greater passion for you. I pray that you would let the word of the Lord have impact upon our life today. If we ever needed you today, we need you right now. I pray that you would let the word flow from my lips to the hearts of the receiver. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say amen. God bless you. Thank you for standing. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. This passage of Scripture really intrigues me. It's, of course, the time of Israel history that God is responding to their desire. I, it's amazing that sometimes God is so easygoing that He knows that we're hard-headed and we're just going to have our way sometimes. And sometimes God just lets it happen so that we will find out that we really didn't need it in the first place. But because we asked him and we begged him and we pleaded with him, he says, all right, I'm, I'm going to answer your prayer. <laughs> uh, Y'all fixing to get me in trouble, but somebody wrote a country song, I thank God for unanswered prayer. As far as I'm going with that. It's not on my radio in the truck either, so don't worry about that. I don't have a CD of it. Couldn't tell you to really uh, who sang it or who sung it, who sings it. But um, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayer. And it was in the course of history in Israel where God said, Okay, Israel, you have forgotten that I'm the one that have brought you out of your tribulation. I'm the one that delivered you from your bondage. And you have forgotten that I am the one and you're calling for a king. And so he responds to their desire. And what intrigues me is this. God chose Saul and he anointed Saul. Saul had a work to do, but when the time came for Saul to step forward and to accept the calling of God in his life, he was hiding among the stuff. Now, I, I'm just going to get right where we're living. And this is why I said I, I'm not here to make enemies. And I'm not telling you today that stuff is sin. 
I want you to understand with clarity that what I'm preaching about doesn't necessarily label that you're sinning. Okay? So don't become offensive that I'm trying to say that doing certain things is a sin. This word stuff is a catch-all phrase in our society that encompasses many things. It becomes one of the, those terms that we use when we normally can't find a more specific descriptive of an object. We just simply label it as stuff. When people can't find the proper term for describing activities or inventory or etc., they just say stuff. You, you know it's just a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> I was driving back from town last night and uh, ran in to pick up some milk. And uh, on my way back, it was dark and... I have to be careful because I might have seen one of y'all's homes. I don't know. If it, if it was, I won't tell you where I saw it, so I'm really safe here. But the garage was up, and the light was on. And um, I just happened to, it was kind of out of my sight for vision. I just looked, my goodness, at the stuff. I wanted to call it junk, but to them, it's stuff. It must have been a value enough that they thought well enough to put it in a covered garage and let their more imported, higher dollar vehicle sit outside and get rusty and rot and decay and... But the stuff is important to fill your garage with it. Y'all know where I'm at. What'd y'all do yesterday? Oh, man, we did a lot of stuff. You wake up in the morning and the thing, somebody's going to say, well, what you got to do today? Man, I got a lot of stuff to do today. I think it's interesting that this term is used in the Scripture to describe Saul's position when God called him to be king over Israel. The Bible doesn't say that he was out among his herd, it would have been probably more important that if he had a response, that he says he's very occupied with very important things. He has cattle that he's tending to, or he has just harvest the corn and, and he's trying to get it in the barn but it wasn't anything that was so of importance that they could say that he was doing this or that or this or that etc it was just labeled as he is hiding amongst the stuff
It just implies that there were a lot of nameless, unimportant clutter among which this man who would be king had hidden himself. He had busied himself and surrounded himself with nameless clutter. Can I stop and we go home right now? Do we all get the picture? If not, I'll go on. You see, God has a plan for the church. God has a plan for every individual life. It's his desire to call every one of us into a position, into a place of calling that we come from our sin into a sanctified, purified life and we walk holy and acceptable and rightly and godly before Him. It's His plan for us. But if we're not careful, we will allow not necessarily sins to beset us. Paul said, let us lay aside every weight and sin that doeth so easily beset us. But this is quite interesting to me that it was not some Samuel prophet. It was not some David, the man after God's own heart. It was not a writer of some book in the Bible, but it was the response of the Lord. He said he is hiding amongst the stuff. Otherwise, the Lord says he is occupied with things that are nameless, things that really has no value, things that really has no importance. And he don't understand the importance of the main thing. We can be so overtaken in this generation that we live in of such a fast pace. It's so much stuff going on in our life. I'm telling you, you have to have a calendar to keep up with the events that goes on with you, your wife, and your children, and your school, and your job, and your church. We have to have iPhone sevens now. We got to keep increasing the, the 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 megabytes of memory because mine says it's empty. That's a shame. Whenever you fill up every gigabyte, megabyte, kilobyte, gigabyte, digabyte, megabytes, all the ites in there, and it's full of just stuff. We have to have date books. Can we go to prayer meeting tonight? Ah, let me check my calendar. Nope, we got this stuff going on. Oh. Mm. Pastor needs us at work night tonight, but I, I got, let me see, my calendar is full for this week. I'm telling you something. What is more important? What? is more important is it the stuff that you say that's there whenever you cannot really descriptive 
simply name it. When you have to stop and you have to think about, well, what do I want to call it? It's not important. If you know that it's important, you're going to have it right there in your mind. You're going to speak, I can't do it. I'm on my way to the ER. Friend, it's not that important. If it's nameless, if it's clutter, what's more important is that God has called you. The Hebrew word for stuff, the response of the Lord is keely. And uh, I looked up that word. It's in my notes. I'll just be very brief with you. It means vessel. Y'all watch this. Instrument. Now, we're going to really go to the other side. Weapon. Now, we're going to get really different. Jewel. Thing. Armor. Furniture. Carriages. Baggage. Miscellaneous stuff. That's the descriptive that the Hebrew translation gives of the word that the Lord used as stuff. I'm just going to tell you it's just a bunch of clutter. It's not descriptive of one thing that has great value. It's furniture or it's an armor or it's a baggage or it's a carriage, whatever it is. Friend, these things are not important when it comes to your salvation, when it comes to raising your family and setting the right example for your children. I want you to know, I want God to be pleased with us whenever you will stand and say, you know what these things this stuff is not important honey but what is important is that God has called us out of darkness into this marvelous light he wants us to pray he wants us to be at the house of God we don't come to church like we need to come and we have an excuse and that excuse has no descriptive Solution. We don't have a descriptive reason. All we can say is I had so much stuff going on yesterday. Friend, if you had so much stuff, tell me what that stuff is. Somebody says, well, I don't have to tell you nothing. You're right. But God's going to answer. You're going to answer to God. And he's going to say, now you tell me a little bit about that stuff that interfered with your calling. You tell me a little bit about that stuff that when I called you, you could not come because you was hid amongst the stuff. You're going to have to come up with a reason. I'll come sit by you if you want to pull my coattail. Or I'll get a hold of one of these mics that's got a cord, and then you yank on it, and I'll quit when you tell me to quit. I don't enjoy doing anything bad. I I just want God to be pleased. 
And I want God to be pleased with you. Saints of God, it is important that we allow God's calling to be priority in our life. I'm telling you, Webster defines stuff as a person's portable property, effects, baggage, belongings, gear. It's just what they call junk. Paraphernalia. It's an ambiguous term used in many different ways, but in most cases it describes the things at which we busy ourselves on a daily basis with. It's used 16 times in the scripture. In every case, it describes material things. It describes things which a person can become encumbered so easily about. It was when Jesus walked into the home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And Mary, she went to what was important. She recognized that the king was in her presence. That she was going to fall at his feet and she was going to worship him. You notice they both was good people. Martha was just much as loved as Mary was. And so here it was that Mary was worshiping the Lord at his feet. And, and Martha, she was just busy with stuff. And she got angry at her sister and she kind of went and tattled on her sister to the Lord and said, Lord, said, you, you got to understand here. I'm, I'm busy in here with this stuff in the kitchen and I, I've got to have some help here. And, and Mary, my sister, all she wants to do is sit at your feet. And Jesus looked at her and said, Martha, Martha, thou art cumbered about with much stuff. You are overtaken with stuff. And Mary hath chosen the good part. I'm telling you today, I don't feel that it's any time in the journey for us to let stuff somehow overwhelm us and consume us that we don't have time to pray that we don't have time to fast we don't have time to invite people to the house of God or if we even can get to the house of God ourselves I, I know I know God doesn't have calendars and he didn't say you have to go Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night and all of that stuff. I understand that. But he did say to forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as you see the day approaching. Because we need more of God now than we've ever needed before in our life. If you parents would only understand the spiritual things that's going on in this world that is not of God. And there are nothing but spirits that's trying to enter into the workplace. That's trying to enter into the school programs. Uh, that's trying to enter into the minds of sick people that's trying to derange your children they're trying to destroy their stand of who they are and going a little bit further and what they are they're trying to confuse them if they're he or she I'm telling you friend it's no time to let stuff get us so overtaken that we allow the things of the world to corrupt the very thing that is of value your children is valuable 
Your soul is valuable. He said, what shall I gain if I gain the whole world and I mess around and lose my soul all because of something that's nameless, something that's descriptiveless. I don't really know what happened, Pastor. I'm telling you, 25 years of pastoring, I've had people to tell me I don't know what happened. If it was of importance, you would have known what was happening. But the devil just lied. I don't know if y'all came for a Patty Patty Baker's man message. But God said stuff is going to get you in trouble. I'm not saying stuff is sin. But where stuff becomes problems is when it hides us and keeps us from God. You've got a nice home, but if you get involved in that home and you've got to manicure it and you've got to do this, and you've got to get this done, nothing wrong with having a home. But whenever it's time for God's time, you better let God know what's of importance. Because if I understand he is the giver, And the taker of stuff. Look at the scripture. There's been people that's just stuff. Kept them away from God. Bible tells us of the rich young ruler. In Luke's gospel chapter 18. I won't go into it and read it. But you know the ruler asked him. Saying good master what shall I do and dare eternal life. The Lord says well. Well, I one of her. I can understand why you call this me good. There's only one good. Say one. That's God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bar false witness. I know all of that. You may be doing all the right things right. You may be living according to biblical principles. But if you're not careful, there's so many things called stuff. That can get in your way. How many? I don't know, dear God, I'm really getting in trouble now. Start saying, How many? You got a garage that's got stuff in it. Thank y'all for your honesty. I didn't ask you to raise your hand, but some of you were so kind to do that. I walked into Pastor Jordan's shop, and um, he's got everything put in there. But I can promise you, there's been times, you know what, if it's anything like my shop, is that there's times whenever you get stuff, and you don't care to go ahead and take it all the way back to the connex, the back part really where it belongs. So you kind of just drop it in at the door. And before you know it, one day you need to really get to that important thing. But you can't get to that important thing because some stuff 
too much stuff has done congregated at the front door. I'm going to tell you there are some spiritual principles in this. That if you're not careful, the main thing where God is in your life can get cluttered by stuff that will stop you and I'm telling you you would just I'm I've been there I know I got a paint bucket back there but I'll run up here and buy me another one so I just go buy another one and leave the stuff there saints of God it's not what God wants for you to leave your stuff there he says if you want me get the stuff out of the way it's not sin it's just stuff that's cluttering the walkway it's stuff that's cluttering the mind it's stuff that's cluttering the heart it's stuff that's getting in your spirit I'm telling you today that if you're not careful the devil will put a IV in your spirit and he will slowly inject your spirit with with stuff just like an anabolic would do to heal, stuff will create bitterness. Oh, Jesus. I got to preach tonight, so I got to make y'all happy. Because if I don't, won't be nobody here tonight. And Jesus said, you're doing all the right things. But let me just check you on one thing. <laughs> check mark. Uh, what about those CDs? What about all that savings account? And the money you got there, bro. Ah, don't, don't go messing with my stuff. I can handle all this commandment stuff, but don't mess with my money. And the Lord says, fine, you won't make it because it's become more important than me. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. But stuff kept him from becoming a follower of Jesus and perhaps maybe even a disciple. King Agrippa told Paul, you have almost persuaded me. I'd like to follow you, but there's some stuff in my life that I just got to get out. I've had so many people tell me, says, preacher, when I get this stuff straight in my life, I'm going to get right with God. And then when pastor comes to you and says, you know, you need to get rid of this. And all the time you've been flabbing it. This stuff is not important. It's not really matter. That's not doesn't matter. But when it comes to getting rid of it, it becomes valuable. It's a different story when we start thinking about letting go of it. If I gain the whole world and I lose my soul. What have I profited? I'm going to tell you, friend, 
we need some people in this service today that needs to just realize what's important. You're a bunch of group of wonderful people. You have a great future in Frankfurt. A thriving revivalist church. You're sweet, sweet people. I'm not nailing you down as hard-hearted, sinful-minded people. I'm just simply trying to make you aware. Lest we forget that it was he that brought us out of tribulation. It was he that brought us out of bondage. These things, this stuff. It's very trivia. I don't want my calendar to be filled with stuff. I, I don't have anything against ball. I used to love to play it, but I used to run around the church, but I don't do that no more. This is my run around the church now. It's the small people's, short people's bus. But whenever you let things become of more value than the main thing, stuff can separate you from God. The Bible tells us, and I close with Elisha. One day Elijah walked past him through the mantle on him. How many of you can remember that day when the mantle fell on you? You just felt that touch. You felt that change in your life. And so Elisha ran to Elijah and said, just give me a little time here. I'm going to go tell my parents bye. Fix it. And Elijah says, what, what are you talking about? What have I have to do with you? Yeah. I felt it hit me. I felt an importance land on my shoulder. I felt a calling. I felt a drawing. You know what Elisha did? The Bible said that whenever Elijah walked by him that day, he was plowing in a field. He had oxen, and he had the yokes, and he had the plows. Bible says that he went back. He slew the oxen for a meal, a sacrifice, and he used the plows to burn to cause the fire. I don't need these oxen no more. I don't need the plow no more. I felt the call of a better place. There's something of more value that has just caught my attention. We're living in the very closing hours before the coming of the Lord Jesus. And if we're not careful, the devil is going to stand on a stage of delusion and magic. And he's going to get you with the smoke and the mirrors. And he's going to get you so caught up in the things and the oh. Is it okay if I walk out here? Get caught up in the 
things called stuff. We want to say, Pastor, it's all right. I'm not in the bar. At least I'm not down at Crack Alley. At least I'm not on the street of your repute. It's just that I got this wife. <laughs> Y'all dismissed. You don't understand, Lord. I got this woman in my life that it, 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 I can come. I just bought a parcel of ground, and deer season's coming up soon, and I got to go get the corn out, and I got to go get the green grass grow, and I got to go bait them darlings. I'm not saying stuff is sin. I'm just saying, where is the important things? Save your stuff for later. Be very conscious of the moment. Quit hiding amongst the stuff. I close. Let me just say to you today that you said it. I, I didn't know this was National Go Back to Church Day. I was thinking on the same lines that what happened to the day whenever we had revival? Y'all can get upset with me all you want to. What happened to the day of revival? This generation don't know what revival is. Y'all don't know no more than just Sunday morning, Sunday night revival. That's not revival. That is the Sabbath day. You're obligated to come to the house of the Lord. It's a day that God set aside. But we got too many things to have revival like seven nights a week. Because I got so much on my calendar. We couldn't plan a weekly revival, much less three and four and five and six weeks. Do I have any old timers here that used to go to church every night in revival where y'all went for weeks and weeks and weeks. And we had hundreds of people praying through. We had miracles and signs and wonders. God was moving. People rolled in the floor. They didn't worry about their white shirt getting dirty. They didn't worry about bobby pins coming out. And, 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 yeah. If it's convenient. That's what Felix told Said, you know, if you could just come to me at a more convenient season, right now is not a good time. If, Pastor, if you could have had revival at a more convenient time where my calendar would be a little less full, I could have been there. You know what you just told God? 
Yeah, you're going to stand before him. Not going to be me nor this pastor that you're going to have to say I'm sorry to. It's him. And there will be no excuse acceptable. Not when it was just things. Not when it's just stuff. Somebody said, but you don't understand, preacher. I got a job. Ooh, I left it out. But there's a scripture in the book that says, you work for pay, but you have holes in your pockets. You think that's all you've got to do is work, 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 work. But you are nothing but a bucket with holes in it because you're not getting ahead because you have let it dominate you. Where is just trusting God at nowadays? I'm going to pay my tithes first, bless God. If I don't have enough, oh, I'm meddling now. If I don't have enough left to pay the rest, I'm just being obedient to God. Because God gave the job to me. God gave the money to me. So it's his in the first place. So I'm going to give it to him. If you don't, he'll get it. And then some. But saints of God, visitors here today, you have been contemplating the idea, you know, I really need to get my family in church. You are at the best place the best time in your life today because today is a good time for you to clear your calendar and you need to say you know what the preacher just made me aware that these events in my life is not as important as God is can we stand together I'm not here to embarrass nobody because I can tell you every one of us has got stuff in our life. Y'all to live in a mansion like I live in. 400 square foot or less. Don't feel sorry for me. I had a home. had two acres I had a shop but that's not important it's just stuff how can you do it there's just something more important because you know what after I die it's going to be fought over anyway Your kids is going to gripe over who got the most. If not, the state will get it all. But you're at the best place in your life is to say, you know what? These things, it's okay to have things. I'm not saying go home and just throw things away. I'm just saying let's get it right up here. Let's get it right right here. This is just a mind change. This is just a heart change today. Everything I preach to you today, you don't have to go sell. You don't have to get rid of it. I'm just saying you need to put it in its position. You just need to say, you know what? God comes first. 
My wife comes second. Hmm. The church comes next. So, well, I thought the church was first. No, God's first. Ever before there was a church instituted, there was God. And ever before there was a church, there was a wife. There was a family. And he said, you take care of that family. But how you do it is upon the foundation that you do it upon. And the next thing is the church. Everything else will fall in its place. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things, things, things is considered as stuff will be added unto you. You get God first and priority in your life, then all the stuff that you want. I can go a little bit further, Pastor. He said, and he would give you the desires of your heart. And he said, I can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you are what? Finish it. You are going to ask or think. If you seek me first. I will be found. Seek me early. I'll be there. Heard pastor say, been many nights that he couldn't sleep. Just get up, come to the house of God. Isn't it wonderful to know that the Lord says, I'm trying to sleep. No, not no one time. If you seek God, God's going to always be there. Is there anybody here today that just would like to tell the devil and make a commitment that I'm going to reprioritize? You folks don't know what's ahead of you. If you would do what the Lord has said to you to do today, I'm telling you there is nothing in this world can stop. No demon in hell. Nothing in this city can come against a group of people that would put God in the right position. If you're in this place today and you want God to be first in your life, I invite you to move forward. I promise you, I'm not telling you that you're a bad person. Just put God in His right place. Put God in His right place. I serve you first. The first portion of my day belongs to you. Yes, yes, Lord. Come on in. Come on in. Come on, put it in its place. Clear your calendar. Clear your event. I love you more than anything. I love, I love you, Jesus. Jesus. I worship Yes, Jesus, come on. Come on, reach out to Jesus right now. Reach out to him right now. Reach out to him right now. Oh, Jesus, there's nothing else matters. I love nothing Jesus. but your love, Jesus. I worship Yes, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Just want to tell you that I love you.
Can that be your prayer today? I love you, Jesus. Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want I just want to tell you, Lord, I love you. I love you, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you, Lord. Just want to tell you. I just want to tell you. Lord, I love you more than anything. Come on, open up. Come on, open it up to the Lord today. I love Come on, open your heart today and say, Lord, move some things in my life. Move some things in my life. Change me today, God. Change me today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship the bottom of your heart right now. Could you just say it to the Lord? I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore I you. worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord.